The Breakfast Table, 1856 Henry Colbert the Miller always breakfasted with his wife. Beyond that, he appeared irregularly at the family table. At noon, the dinner hour, he was often detained down at the mill. His place was set for him. He might come, or he might send one of the mill hands to bring him a tray from the kitchen. The mistress was served promptly. She never questioned as to his whereabouts. On this morning in March 1856, he walked into the dining room at eight o'clock, came up from the mill where he had been stirring about for two hours or more. He wished his wife good morning, expressed the hope that she had slept well, and took his seat in the high-backed armchair opposite her. His breakfast was brought in by an old white-haired colored man in a striped cotton coat. The mistress drew the coffee from a silver coffee urn which stood on four curved legs. The china was of good quality, as were all the mistress's things, surprisingly good to find on the table of a country miller in the Virginia backwoods. Neither the miller nor his wife was native here. They had come from a much richer county east of the Blue Ridge. They were a strange couple to be found on Back Creek, though they had lived here now for more than thirty years. The miller was a solid, powerful figure of a man in whom height and weight agreed. His thick black hair was still damp from the washing he had given his face and head before he came up to the house. It stood up straight and bushy because he had run his fingers through it. His face was full and square and distinctly florid. A heavy coat of tan made it a reddish brown like an old port. He was clean-shaven, unusual in a man of his age and station. His excuse was that a miller's beard got powdered with flour dust, and when the sweat ran down his face, this flour got wet and left him with a beard full of dough. His countenance bespoke a man of upright character, straightforward and determined. It was only his eyes that were puzzling, dark and grave, set far back under a square heavy brow. Those eyes, reflective, almost dreamy, seemed out of keeping with the simple vigor of his face. The long lashes would have been a charm in a woman. Colbert drove his mill hard, gave it his life indeed. He was noted for fair dealing and was trusted in a community to which he had come a stranger. Trusted, but scarcely liked. The people of Back Creek and Timber Ridge and Hayfield never forgot that he was not one of themselves. He was silent and uncommunicative a trait they didn't like, and his lack of a southern accent amounted almost to a foreign accent. His grandfather had come over from Flanders. Henry was born in Loudoun County and had grown up in a neighborhood of English settlers. He spoke the language as they did, spoke it clearly and decidedly. This was not, on Back Creek, a friendly way of talking. His wife also spoke differently from the Back Creek people, but they admitted that a woman and an heiress had a right to. Her mother had come out from England, a fact she never forgot. How these two came to be living at the mill farm is a long story, too long for a breakfast table story. The miller drank his first cup of coffee in silence. The old black man stood behind the mistress's chair.